Hey, hey, hey. Welcome all you courageous cause champions. Today's the day to act courageously. I'm Lainey Friedrich, and this is episode 17 of the Couch to 5A podcast. And be sure to subscribe to the station for all my awesome upcoming episodes. Today, I want to talk about the five levels of misunderstanding. I don't know that there's actually five, but I thought that was a better title than just the levels of misunderstanding that seemed kind of vague. Let me tell you what inspired today's topic. I was getting together last week with a couple of my neighbors. I had this crazy idea to do Christmas caroling around the neighborhood, and we weren't even drunk, um, but we got we got together and went up and down the street and did a little bit of caroling for our neighbors who were tolerant of our attempt at trying to sing well. And when we got back, we came back to my house where we had met originally and had some tea and it was just four of us ladies chatting about various things. Two of the women know each other really well. They, their neighbors, their kids uh, went to school together, not everything. So we were just talking about uh, random topics. And one of the topics that came up, they were talking about, it got pretty personal. And it was just, you know, chick day we could share uh, with other females who could appreciate where we were coming from and uh, one of the women started talking about a PTA meeting where uh, she was involved in the meeting and another person involved with the PTA, another woman in the PTA, was pushing back against the suggestion that they should do background checks on volunteers who they need to help out with some of the um, events at the school. And the person here at my house was saying, you know, this woman was just being so ridiculous and I was, you know, getting angry at her because I was trying to uh, explain to her that, you know, one in every 20 people is a pedophile and, you know, you have to be screening these people that are going to be exposed to our, (laughs) no pun intended, that are going to be around our kids. And the other woman made the comment and said, oh, those must be all your friends, as if to imply that, you know, one in 20, you know, people who are misbehaving are, or doing awful things, it's worse than misbehaving, um, are this, you know, the woman that was at the table here, her friends. And so she's like, oh my God, I was so angry and we were all angry for her. And I just, it got me thinking about different topics. You know, this woman has a lot of, um, the woman that was here at my house has a lot of energy about the cause of pedophilia and protecting children against people who are pedophiles. And that is noble and important. And I hope that she can continue to um, educate people about that and continue to protect kids against that. And what it helped me realize is that You know, I teach about the levels of advocacy. The first, level 101, protect yourself with self-care. 201, nurture yourself with like-minded people. Then as you start to branch out, you know, level 301, you grow with people you know. And then level 401, you multiply with your leadership once you get more confident and you have more time to devote to it, or if you have more time to devote to it. 
And then the people who are uh, in the public eye typically are at the 501 level of champion your cause to the public. And this, this, these two women were in, you know, a, a rather public uh, forum, which would be a PTA meeting, you know, maybe limited to, you know, the, the parents of kids that are at the school, but still, you know, anybody and everybody with any background and uh, any type of interest or experience is, is going to be showing up at those meetings. And what the, the woman who was quoting the statistics was talking at, I think, a higher level of her own understanding about the topic. She had some, some facts about it, the one in 20 fact. And the woman who was pushing back about it, who knows, you know, maybe that, maybe that woman was uh, a victim of some sexual abuse herself. And, you know, this triggers this whole denial response in her. Who, who knows? I, I don't know her. I don't know anything about her history. Um, it, it just is unusual that someone would take the stance of, oh, no, we don't need background checks for kids at our school. And so the point I want to make is that when we talk about our causes that are important to us, the more information we have, the more facts that we have about what we're talking about, the, the f- more we move up the levels into leadership and, and you know, speaking about it more often or even just, you know, inviting people that we know at level 301, we become more well-versed in information about that topic. And the people that we may be talking to about it who are objecting to our position about it, objecting in this case to the background checks, they are operating from, um, uh, an, I don't want to say a lower level, but a, a less... Um, less knowledgeable level, a level of some misunderstanding about this. At the same time, the person who is quoting the statistics, one in 20, she may have some lack of knowledge about additional things as well and about that topic because there are going to be people who are more expert at that particular topic than she is. And I'm not saying that you hesitate to share the knowledge that you have. I think whatever level of understanding you have, it's good to share that to the audience. Um, You may just be planting a seed of information, even if they are objecting to, you know, being, uh, getting unsolicited education, so to speak. And the... Sometimes we have to back ourselves up to think, okay, if this one in 20 statistic, um, you know, generated this snarky remark, um, very um, inappropriate remark back about, oh, those are probably your friends, um, that, that means that that woman is in a place where self-care is not being taken care of. That, that's just my opinion about this. But there's something where you know, she was responding, um, what, what is not a normal response there um, that the average person 
would respond because the average person is going to say, yeah, background checks for anybody who's working with our kids. That's, you know, no brainer, simple call. So maybe uh, that's one example of just understanding the level of misunderstanding of the person that you're talking to. Like, are they still at a, at a level of um, not healthy self-care? Because if they are, it doesn't matter how many facts you're uh, sharing with them, uh, it, it's probably not going to, um, they're not going to be open to your position at that moment. Like I said, you might be planting seeds of understanding that will grow later, that will you know, take root. Um, so don't stop. But just understand, don't don't worry about getting into um, you know a heated debate with someone because they're they're too closed off. Um, when people feel like you're trying to be smarter than they are about something, for example, a lot of times they'll get defensive, and so you don't want to come across as this um, professor who is like talking down to an ignorant. Uh, child kind of um, dynamic. I want to give you another example that I run into a lot in vegan advocacy because there are a lot of misunderstandings about veganism and you don't know that until you actually get into that, that diet, that lifestyle. For example, a lot of people will ask a vegan, oh, where do you get your protein from? And there's a lot of misunderstanding about that, even amongst the vegans. That's something that I've learned over the years, because even the vegan physicians don't make a big deal about how, where do you get your protein from. They say, oh, if you have a well-planned-out, plant-based diet, you'll be fine. And that's BS, because I've done the math, and I know from my own physical experiences that when I don't really plan uh, what I'm eating for the day, I can load up on things that are, you know, have um, enough calories to keep me satisfied for the day, but I haven't gotten nearly enough uh, protein for the day. So even though it is all plant-based food and I feel full and, you know, it's a variety of foods. So protein is a key thing that needs to be tracked if you want to be sure that you're getting enough. And if you ask any omnivore friends of yours, they don't really know what those numbers are. And I do know now what those numbers are and I know how to track them. And uh, so responding to their level 101 question of, you know, this basic, how do you get, you know, where do you get your protein from? I, you know, give them information because they've, they've sort of asked. I mean, they've, they're open. They have this question in their mind, like, okay, you know. Now, if I go on and on and I say, okay, so what you could do if you wanted to is switch out this uh, animal protein for this plant protein and that's how you would get enough protein, that I've crossed the line. I've, I've given them unsolicited information. They are not looking at that moment unless they start asking about it. Um, they're probably not looking to make any dietary changes. If they do express an interest, then of course, I'm going to give them more information. But I, I shouldn't try to be the um, spokesperson for veganism. This happens too much. And I, I did this myself when I first got involved. 
you're so enthusiastic. You're like, oh my God, don't all these people want to know, you know, how much better they could feel, how much healthier they could feel. And then I had to work through my own um, uh, experiences with veganism and transitioning to a vegan diet and making mistakes nutritionally and learning things nutritionally. And so following me wouldn't have been the best course of action for them anyway, because I had my own level of misunderstanding. This, this, is, this is the big point I'm trying to make is that at every level of advocacy, we all have levels of misunderstanding. That's the first key point. And then the second key point is that the people we're talking to are at a level of advocacy, so to speak, because they may not be interested at all in our advocacy and they're still in their, they're in their own self-care mode with respect to that topic. And they're going to have misunderstanding about that. So it would be easier if I could kind of draw it on a chart for you, but Obviously, the less, the earlier you are in your, in your process of advocating for something, just be aware that you still have misunderstandings as well. You think that, oh my God, I've read these five vegan books and I've watched, you know, six documentaries. I know everything there is to know about the vegan diet. Well, I'm here to tell you, I am learning stuff all the time about it. And I've been living this for seven years and reading things and watching things. And, you know, the the vegan physicians don't even agree on certain things. So it's like, you know, I don't think there's ever a right answer for anything, really, because everything is so complex, um, has so many layers and so many, everybody's an individual and how they how they uh, incorporate these things into their life is different. So I just want people to understand that when, just keep, keep in mind, in your enthusiasm, keep in mind your own level of, of possible misunderstanding and, and try and educate yourself more. Just educate, educate, educate. Don't always believe the other people that are in that, advocacy uh, area for, you know, that they're not always right either, or they're right in certain circumstances, but not in other circumstances. And then for the person that you're talking to, especially if it's someone that you have an ongoing relationship with, um, like these two women, they're, they're both involved in the PTA, and they're going to be interacting over and over again. Um, just, uh, you know, kind of realize that that they are in a different level of misunderstanding than you are <laughs> and and be patient and maybe try and ask questions about their perspective um, i I would have to look it up to see, but you know there's that saying, "Seek first to understand um, the The first thing you want to understand is where's the other person coming from before you start advocating for something. The last example I'll leave you with is my own understanding about um, gun gun safety, um, common sense gun laws, things like that. I had a lot of misperceptions about guns and gun ownership and uh, gun deaths, gun violence. Uh, and I was, you know, I was at the level of level 101. I was just concerned with my own safety and the safety of, you know, people in general. 
And once I got out on the website for every town for common sense gun laws, I think it is a Moms Demand Action um, is the local chapter names, and then the uh, every town is the umbrella organization. And when I started reading different things, like, okay, one in every four households on average has a gun, at least one gun, and uh, I think the average number of guns was like two or three, something like that. That concerned me, but then I kept reading, I kept reading. I still had some preconceived notions when I read that data, but then I kept reading and reading and um, found out that uh, of gun deaths... I think it's 60%. It's a really high percentage. I want to say it's 60. Um, You can look it up uh, for yourself and find out for sure. Of gun deaths are actually suicides. So unless I happen to be around the person at the time, the likelihood of me being killed um, by uh, uh, guns related to a suicide is pretty, pretty low. Very, 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 very low. And then the next uh, percentage that is really high, I want to say it's 30% or something. Again, don't quote me. I'm not trying to see. I'm I'm demonstrating my own level of misunderstanding or just um, gray facts (laughs) about something. Um, I wanted to say that, okay, so that's 60%. And then I think Another 20 or 30 percent of the total are um, women who are killed by uh, their partner in, uh, as part of domestic violence. And again, that, that means that just based on my own circumstances and how I live my life, that's a zero possibility that that, that would be the case because I don't, I don't even I don't even communicate with anyone who is um, controlling and and violent like that. I would never, zero, never tolerate that. So now we really get down to, you know, the, I don't know, 10 or what does that leave? Maybe 10, 20% of gun deaths that could be random ones uh, where I could, you know, be involved. So it took something that was a really scary statistic for me and was equal to, it was about equal in Michigan where I live, the number of deaths by gun are about equal to the number of deaths um, in car accidents. And I, I'm also very careful as a driver and, because I thought, well, you know, that's, I, I'm in that pool of people out on the road, so I'm trying to minimize my risk there. But the the guns, you know, the the risk that I'm minimizing is more to to be involved in that cause. The risk I'm minimizing is more for these other people. It's for people who are suicidal. It's for women who are in, um, you know, violent domestic partnerships, um, and of course, uh, you know, random ones. And those are all very compelling reasons, in my mind, to um, be to participate at some level of advocacy for common sense gun laws and continue to increase my level of understanding because, again, I had a lot of misunderstanding. So I hope that was helpful to you today to think about, you know, when you, when you get excited about a cause, uh, keep, keep your mind open that you are going to continue to learn all the way, no matter what level of advocacy you're at. 
And again, you and the people around you all have a certain level of misunderstanding. So, so just try and be patient with one another, be patient with yourself, and seek first to understand. Namaste.